podcast where we discuss everything that we're longing for and living for in our queer community. I'm Lucy Cecil. And I'm Olivia Taylor. Olivia, it's 2022. We made it. Looks like we made it. Do you feel like that? Yes. It's... (laughs) let us rejoice that yeah. we have actually made it so well done us yeah it does feel a little bit like an achievement and that's quite nice isn't it yeah it's like we're in uh, hopefully the sort of last last 25 percent of the hunger games oh my god are we what what, what happens after that <laughs> well um that, that sounds very final to me to me that sounds like i thought what i thought you were gonna say was like oh yeah we're in like the last 25 percent of our lives we 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 finish the franchise and then we take three years off to get pregnant so <laughs> oh god do we have to <laughs> <laughs> look i never said any of this was easy <laughs> no one ever said it was gonna be so hard <laughs> how are we feeling in the new year we're what the 6th of jan today we are on the 6th of Jan and yeah, I, f- I feel okay. I always find that like it takes me a little second to kind of settle into a new year and I'm not very good at like thinking about things at the right time. So I like to, um, it usually takes me a, f- a few days or a week or so into the new year to be like, okay, what is it that I actually want from this? Like I can't, I can't really like work it out before at, at the all correct times like I, know, yeah. I need to I need to sort of settle in and mm. sort of scope it out mm. do you know what I mean um <laughs> need to sit with the year for a couple of days yeah figure ex- out what it's about exactly ask it, ask it a few questions and mm. then find out I understand that completely yeah and I found the break like particularly and you know we can we can get onto this but I found the the break particularly sort of disorientating and I know we've like spoken about this a little bit over the last couple of weeks where we were just saying off mic that it's great to have a Christmas break, but it doesn't really feel, it's doesn't, it's not like a holiday in the traditional sense. So it's kind of, um, it, it's, it's this weird time of the year where like, I feel like my life sort of stops and it's, it's a nice and sort of necessary sort of part of the year where you sort of have a bit of like a sort of hibernation reset time where you have like seven quality streets for breakfast and (laughs) just sort of like stalk about in leggings, which is basically what I do anyway. But like, it's very that yes. for, for a sustained period. So yeah, it, it doesn't feel like real life and it's hard to kind of set any intentions or think about the real world when everything doesn't really seem that real at that time. So I think I needed to sort of like reinsert myself back into my actual life before I started thinking about um, any of that. But the break was good. I um, managed to have you and some friends around for a soiree before uh, Christmas. Yeah, it was very, very nice. You were the hostess with the mostest. Absolutely. Thank like, you so much. Went to town. It was very impressive, very nice. And it was very festive. And that was, it was, it was probably one of my peak festive moments. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I'd love to have a signature cocktail so I must think about my next one for our next soiree um yeah signature cocktails is going to be very 2022 oh yeah definitely but those those are those are in what's out brasseries please don't say brasseries are out no brasseries are a perennial okay good so maybe just like a boring gin and tonic is out but a yeah like a a signature cocktail is in yeah like you know like sometimes when you go to a pub and you get the impression that like the fact that you're asking for a drink is like quite an inconvenience to them yes and you go and it's very much like 
in one of those like tall glasses that aren't that tall but they're just like a perfect cylinder yeah like a like a toilet roll holder yes yeah. like maybe slightly longer than a yeah, toilet yeah, yeah, roll yeah. holder holds basically nothing and it's always like so if you ask for a gin and tonic it's always schweppes tonic yeah of course um and it's always like no ice and oh, if, yeah. if you're gonna get any garnish it's always lemon and absolutely never lime no they don't know what lime is and it's not a le- it's not a wedge it's always like a really snide slice yeah. um <laughs> So things like that I find depressing and I don't want those things in 2022. Um, So, you know, we deal in wedges and we deal in big ice cubes. We deal in huge ice cubes, wedges and sprigs of rosemary. We Sprigs sprigs of herbs. Yeah. We're sprigging sprigging in 2022. This is very much like, so you know like how CoStar tells you like what's in for you and what's out for you. So like herbs, definitely in. Big ice cubes, definitely in out slices of things what's in wedges of things (laughs) so now that everybody's been briefed on the trends and i'll go back to trends shortly but before that i want to know in this brand new year of our lord 2022 what is it that you are living and longing for this year lucy this year oh god no that's a big question (laughs) (laughs) no 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 not gonna not gonna do that um uh, my my living and longing in general, just for this bit of time as we enter twenty twenty two, is it's a combined one, and it's the fact that like like say you have a break and it's like you absolutely hibernate um, and you sort of put your life on hold a bit and you do this sort of hibernation thing, which I found this year like specifically quite um, difficult, and I think it's uh, because I've spent I think I think it's because I spent a lot of my life hibernating. And I'm ready to not hibernate anymore. So it's like going back into that state, I felt very like, oh, I can't do this for too long anymore. I really want to like be living my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I'm living and longing for is the return to life and the, the bit where you get to like see all your mates again after like tonight. This is the first time we've seen each other since Christmas, before Christmas. And it's just so, it's just so good. A grand reunion. Isn't it so good to be reunited with people? It's there's, so nice. There's nothing better. And honestly, you know, as as we continue on, I mean, when we first started these like COVID podcasts, um, a couple of years ago, um, we did not think that we would still be having to deal with these bits. And I know that, you know, this is an incredibly like oversaturated conversation, but it is still definitely something that I think about. And like we were saying before, like how our lives have changed in a way that we don't always recognize day to day. Totally. Um, so I think that, yeah, just being reunited with mates feels a lot more visceral than it ever did before because I think I think it has given me a lot more appreciation for like when things are allowed to happen, when things are good, yeah. when you're able to like have those have those moments. And I think that it's come at a particularly interesting time for us, sort of time of life wise, because, you know, a lot of things in people's lives are changing where they're sort of like lifestyles, how much they're around, how much you're around, you know, that all like yeah. shifts and changes so much over these years. And then on top of that, you know, it's everything else that we've had to deal with in terms of like access to um friends and conveniences around that or lack of convenience around that. So I think it's yeah, it's particularly it's particularly like front of mind when everything in that area is like aligned in a way that is good for me. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think you're right that the the way that our lives have been for the past two years has meant that like the separation from mates and stuff, like even if it's a lot shorter than it was previously, it's still, it's it's, it's like harder felt. Um, yeah. And uh, I've really felt that and very, very much this Christmas and very much was like, I want to get back to my friends and like back to doing bits and stuff. So yeah, that's what I'm living along for. Just like all those reconnections and all the like 
the fun that's going to happen this year because I feel like we've said it, 2022, 22. And we said this in 2020, that 2022 was going to be the year. So... Did we? We did. Because I remember, like, summer or, like, the nearing the end of 2020, I was, like hoping 2021 was going to be like the one and you were like nah it's 2022 2022 is the one where we're actually going to do all the bits and stuff oh yeah, yeah. so that was when we said that we were going to like go to loads of weddings yeah, and like yeah, do all of yeah, those yeah. things i do have a couple of weddings Ooh. coming up so yeah hopefully hopefully that will come true so yeah that is what i am living and longing for as a nice combi combi boiler this mm, time mm. um what are you living and longing for as we make our way through 2022 so um, mine are decidedly less lofty, but still just as relevant for mm. 2022, I would say. So, um, and for myself, so living for, if you have been a follower of this podcast for a long time, or just a follower of me, you will know that I am a person who appreciates being cool at all times. You're always cool, Olivia. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, and I don't mean it in like that way. I mean in like a body temperature way. Yeah. Um, I'm no stranger to, um, to a fan. And I love to just always be like in my own Celine Dion music video at any one time just being blown back. Absolutely. And so with significant people in my life knowing this about me, my best Christmas present that I received this year was actually in my stocking. Yes, I am 32 and yes, I still get a stocking uh, from my mum. To your right. Thank you so much. And it it is. It's so good. Oh my God. It is. So you know, like on an iPhone or just like on any phone, there's like a little charging port at the bottom. Um, <laughs> you know phones, you know how you have to, you have to charge them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I, I'm just trying to get everybody on a level, Lucy. So we're all... We're you're right. All... Actually, you're right. You know, we have got audience members of all different ages so yeah. not everybody all different ages and technical capabilities so you're, you're doing the right thing I'm and sorry some, I'm sorry some people might be like off the grid like they might be listening to this podcast like on their computer they might have thrown their phone away in 2022 I was actually thinking about that like the other day and I was like what would not throwing my phone away but like deleting all my social media and being like I could just do a whole year with just none of could this could you <laughs> Well, no. I'm not sure you could. You're too much of a clipster. Yeah, I am I am a clipster, but I was like, what would my life be like if I just threw it all away? Oh yeah, no, it's a good interesting like thing to think about. I think about that quite a lot. Like I think like, oh, could I could I just get rid? Yeah. But no. But I, it's I, like I, no. I love to be I hate to be alone with my own thoughts, as you know. Uh, um yeah, But I, I also I also I'm just mad for like the zeitgeist. <laughs> Like, I need to know what the memes are. Well, same. Yeah, I, I'm, you're a clipster. I'm a memester. Like, I can't, yeah. like, you know, I, I can't not know the memes. Well, like, it's too upsetting. Not to be a Disney adult, because, you know, I hate them. Oh, my God, please. But um, as Belle from Beauty and the Beast once said, Oof, oh no. I want to be where the people are. <laughs> and the people are on the internet doing memes. <laughs> so. Isn't that, sorry, not to be a Disney adult myself. Isn't that Ariel from Little Mermaid? Yes, it is. <laughs> Um, oh, I hate this. Kind of stuff. <laughs> no, everyone, stop listening. You didn't hear that last. Bit. No, but listen, 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 listen. We've confirmed that we're not Disney adults because we no, got it all. We got it all. We got it correct. We know the right levels of all things. Okay, right. Anyway, stepping back, <laughs> stepping back from that. Where was I going? Oh yeah, I was talking about my Christmas present. Yes. Um, so enough about us Charging going off the grid. Basically, I, we can't do that because we need to have Instagram for the podcast. Is yeah. what I always come down to. Yeah. I'm like, it's for work. It's for work. It's, it's for business. Exactly. It's for business. And I need to have like. I need to have um, access to those apps literally for my actual job. That's true. That's so true. do I want to get unemployed this year? Maybe. Oof, Who whoa. knows? Who knows? Well, to the wind. 
honestly, there's a lot going on. So what I will say for my living for to get back to what I was actually talking about, the charging portal. Yes. You shove the little wire in, right? And then it has got at the bottom, right? A fan. Oh my god. And then as soon as you put it in to your phone, your phone itself charges the fan. And you just stick it in there and it just becomes your phone becomes a fan. And then your phone becomes like the holder. And you've yeah. got the fan there, and yeah. you're just fanning yourself. That is, absolutely fanning yourself. That I ca- I cannot think of a more you product. Isn't it inspired? That product is inspired by you, surely. I think directly. <laughs> I think so. So I, I can't tell you. And like, that's your best present. That is my best present. Wow. I mean, I got you know some some more. Exp- I, I did get you know some you good. Got, so, you, got, you got a lovely chair. No, you no. Got a lovely chair. You got a lovely bag. You were telling me. About. Oh yeah, I did. And here we go. Here we go with the with the with the fan. This is okay. So if eclipsed, eclipsed, if any of my significant, if any of my significant people in my life are listening to this podcast and feeling sad that their present is not top of the list, it's it's definitely in the short list. She's very grateful. She's very grateful. It's definitely in the short list. But listen, this this fan, I just thought I felt really seen by it. Game, game changer, game changer. This fan. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so I've been living and longing for that in my queer community. <laughs> and in terms of longing for was actually some intel given to us by a friend of the podcast, Sims, who um, told us that the women's Euros are being played at Bramall Lane in Sheffield this summer. Is that right? Right. So actually this, yeah, I when, she, when um, Sim sent this message, I was like, how has the algorithm failed me so hard that I, me... Sporty Spice, mm. don't know that. Yeah. Um, looked it up and it's in all different bits of England. So some in Manchester and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, and then, and then I was looking it up and I was going, I cannot believe I didn't know this. And then something clicked that I remembered when the last one was on that actually I did know that. And we had discussed it when it was on last time. We were like, oh yeah, next time it is in England, but I'd forgotten it. So, but I hadn't remembered it until they like brought it up again. Um, and yeah, no, that is absolutely something to long for because we can go, and I had a look, the tickets are so cheap. So we will be going to so many games, just so you know. We will be living and longing there. Yeah, we will. We'll just, we'll just, yeah, just set up a little tent. Um, you know, just set up a couple of brasseries, a couple of, sorry, a couple of signature cocktails. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Ooh, what can be my women's Olivia. Euros signature Olivia. cocktail? Olivia. It's long obviously the long tall jail. Long tall jail. <laughs> yes. The long, tall okay, jail. so we need to develop the long tall jail, which is in honor of Jill Scott. In case you, you haven't worked that one We've out, we talked about it on the podcast before. We've talked about the long tall jail. When, yeah. when the World Cup was on. So, um, so yeah. for, for true fans, true fans know. Yeah. True fans know. Um, so we'll be making the long tall jail, <laughs> bringing it in our hip flask. Um, <laughs> a, li- a really tall one. Yes. Up, up the whole side <laughs> of your body. Like one of curls around your whole rib cage. Like what I remember from like the old world. Do you remember like oh god? So <laughs> this is. Jesus this is probably one of those things that I that I don't agree with. So maybe I'm going to do my I don't agree with it early, oh, actually. Okay, okay. So one of these things that I don't agree with, and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, you know those like obnoxiously large water bottles that are like, <laughs> you know those ones? They're like five liters. Where they're like water coolers, yeah. but like slightly smaller. Yeah. And they have like a little ring and people so proudly sort of brandish them around the office, yeah. walk around them and take them to every meeting. And it's literally like, I feel like I'm watching a Smack the Ponies sketch. <laughs> they're like, 
they're like heaving it up onto the desk and just you know like, like self-consciously <laughs> drinking from it throughout the whole meeting it's like yes we know that you are hydrated we know that you're a better person than all of us and absolutely and you know as we've said on the podcast before hydration is key and it is it is but we know that very much just you know get a refresh use it as a time to take a break refill that yeah. bottle yeah you know you can't put that in your rucksack at the end of the day well you can't take that on the tram with you exactly it's in, it's in, embarrassing in this 2022 the the world the world of hot desking you cannot have this massive monstrosity I don't understand no my, my least favorite thing about those is the ones that are like that but they have like motivation yeah speak on yeah, the side, yeah yeah and they're like here we go okay you're halfway through and it's like you're nearly there oh. bore off yeah <laughs> no. like you know that I am that probably like the only thing I'm preachy about is drinking loads of water um it's probably the only thing that I'm like everyone should drink loads of water and I drink like I probably drink about five liters of water a day, but I only have a liter bottle because I'm normal and I like to go and refill it. And I like to try and remember how many times I've refilled it. Yeah. And I think, you know, the act of refilling, you know, like the act of refilling something is, it's time for a break. It's, it's restorative, a bit, isn't it? It is. It's a mindful activity. Mm. You can like, in the old world, meet someone at the water cooler, have a bit of a chat, you know, do whatever. And in, in the now world, you can just like go to your kitchen, take stock, you know, I just think it's, 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 if, if you have to work that hard, at drinking water there's something wrong well yeah exactly i think i think if you've if you've if you've found yourself in the realm of the five liter bottle then mm, you need to have a long hard look at yourself yeah so um i'm afraid that is my living my longing and my i don't agree with it so it's it's a real should we just should we just wrap it up here yeah (laughs) it's it's an absolute bumper um a bumper set of bits from me so, um, do you want to do your I don't agree with it now? Because, yeah, I mean, you might as well. Why not? I don't agree with it. Uh, yeah, so my I don't agree with it is like, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of Christmas and I love Christmas food and stuff like that. And, you know, there's a lot of nice stuff to be had. Mm. And obviously, on Boxing Day, you get your big spread. And everyone loves a spread. And it's fun to, like, see, oh, what's in the spread this year? Oh, we'll pick these bits, blah, 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 blah. Well, what I don't agree with is when the spread... The spread spreads too far and the spread goes on for far too many days, which I don't know if this happens in everyone's house, but it happens to happen in my household where, where it just becomes, there becomes this, this sort of, uh, this sort of daze and haze and mealtime is forgotten and you don't get to have like a full meal again for like 400 days it feels like <laughs> and I hate that and I hate I hate the loss of meal time so what there's just like there's just like things left on a table well it's or... just sort of like okay it's boxing day you eat bits or whatever fine but then it's also like oh it's the day after and it's the day after and it's like oh what are we eating oh we're, we're still just eating bits and I can't mm, I, I don't like it for too long it, yeah it distresses me yeah and it all becomes this one like huge blob of like okay i'm still eating like just a few tomatoes and some cheese or whatever and like some bread and leftover meat or whatever i I can't do it for too long anymore i want i want like a meal yeah i always crave like in the days after christmas i always want like a stir fry i i always want a curry yeah i always want a curry like a really like like a really like south southeast asiany like tangy curry that's what i really want you just want the opposite of christmas exactly yeah Um, so yeah what i don't agree with very simple but i just don't agree with that the the spread spread um and i think that it needs to be reined in to be honest it's something i'm going to take uh to to hand next year okay okay (laughs) 
Um, well, so that is, that sort of closes us off for Christmas and 2021. But looking ahead now, Lucy, to 2022, I mentioned at the top of the podcast that there are some trend reports that have been out this week about what we can um, what we can expect from the year. And there are some sort of like news and current affair ones. There are people saying that they think that the COVID pandemic is going to be like rounded off next year this year but like i'm not even getting into that because i'm not an epidemiologist and instead i'm going to talk about fashion because why not um because you are a fashionista i feel like it's well absolutely you can see my get up right now um if only we um if only we live streamed this if only we live streamed it yeah Yeah, exactly everyone would be so pleased excuse me all right they would (laughs) i'm not even joking (laughs) it honestly is something we probably should do If we were serious about this, which you obviously very much are. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So, (laughs) on that note, Lucy, I want to tell you about the trends, um, uh, being the fashionista that I am, um, for 2022. So, I want you to um, tick, oh sorry, I want you to tick things that you agree with and things that you might be um, sort of exploring yourself this year in terms of um, fashion trends. And I feel like a lot of these could be you well you you do know i'm having like i mean you know me and you know me a long time i'm having a bit of like a a, it's like a different fashion time for me i'm having a reset of clothes in a sense that um uh my body has changed and i need to get a lot of new clothes and it's brought um and also my mind has changed Mm. so it's brought this new lease of sort of life to my clothing yeah and it's quite difficult for me i've always been bad at clothes so it's but i want to be good at clothes and it's 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 a it's a real journey. It's a you're, real journey, to be honest. You're developing an aesthetic. I am. Uh, well, I'm trying. Well, I'm trying. Okay. Well, listen. You could start here. Okay. And you could start with platforms. <laughs> you know, I love platforms. Exactly. So I thought <laughs> I thought platforms would be great for you oh because my God. are they in? Yes. Finally. Yeah. So platforms for 2022. Yes. So I thought you can absolutely explore that trend, Lucy. So yeah. I wanted to be the first to let oh, you know. Thank you so much. Um. Secondly, voluminous silhouettes. Oh. So um, you are so. There are there are two types of um, of queer person, as we all know. Oh, yes, everything oh. you know, binaries, binaries, binaries. Yeah, well, of course, <laughs> the, there are only two, and the two um, the two types are, as you have rightly said before, small top, big trousers. Yes. Or big top, big small top, trousers. Top. Yeah. Yeah, I am more of a big top, small trousers, and you are more of a small top, big trousers. I want to be your one, mm. but I don't. It's not going to work for me. Mm. Mm. Um. It's just not. So I have to be big top, small trousers, basically. This is where the voluminous silhouette comes in. This is where the voluminous silhouette comes in because I'm thinking for you, the voluminous silhouette could be in the trousers. Ah. And then you can have your small top. Uh, Yeah, you know, you know I love a small top. Yeah. I, I cannot, I cannot walk away from the crop top this early in my life no it's, it's still so, so, so much good what what i've been seeing mm. is um so obviously because we're continuing to work at home and um even in a post whatever this is world there'll be some kind of hybrid working i would assume for most people yeah. um there is definitely a continuation of like the lounge pant or like the, the work lounge sure. pant or some kind of hybrid pant mm. and so now what we're seeing is a lot of like relaxed soft fabric but like in a wide leg more of a structural palazzo but like soft okay so i'm thinking maybe like for you that could be like your voluminous area okay and then your like structured area is in the top love this thank you so much 
Thank you for thinking of me. No, it's absolutely fine. Um, so so platforms, voluminous silhouettes, um, low-rise pants. And I'm not sure how either of us feel about this. No. I don't feel great about no, it. No, I, 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 I do not. I categorically do not agree with them. No. Because, mainly because a high-waisted pant looks so good on, on me. Yeah. So I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because I'm a crop top wearer. You've got to have that. you got to, you got to, you got to. The waist is you got to snatch. The waist at, is the place. You got to snatch at the, the right snatch place, at the right moment. Yeah, and um, a low a low rise isn't going to do. Otherwise, that it's like a sort of Christina Aguilera moment, yeah, and fine. And, and it can work for somebody else, but I'm just saying it's not you know, for you. Some, sometimes you get to an age where you know that it's not for you. Yes, um, cutouts. So there are a lot of like blazer dresses with big cutouts in them. It's very sort of like River Island 2005. Yeah, yeah you've got like, you know, you think it's one thing, but actually there are holes in it. Mm. That's that's a trend. So I'm, I'm I'm unsure. I'm I'm not mad for cutouts. No. My, my main issue with the cutouts, so I, you know, there's so many, I remember I was trying to buy a dress for a wedding I went to in October and all of the dresses, so many of the dresses were super nice, but then at the back were full on cut out. And mm. I have a problem with that because you then you can't wear like a normal bra with them. Yeah. And I, you know, like to wear a bra. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so mad. <laughs> so I want to be supported. Who who knew? But um yeah, and, and I feel like a cutout only allows for like a very specific body type often. Um and that is uh something I don't agree with. Okay, yes. Um understood. But I'm willing to yeah. Have a go. What I will say, I would not necessarily say no to is, do you remember like in the 90s, possibly early noughties, you would get those tops where, um, sorry, is that chair broken? Yeah. Sorry. Um, um, you'd get those tops where um, it would have like a cut out across like the cleavage just at Actually, the very top. And it would be like in a sort of curved diamond. Yeah, like sort a of, eye. Like, yes, like, like an eye shape. Look, look, look. Have a, you know yeah i feel a little, like there's a little peak i feel like i could do that again i think you could do that i think you should do that yeah and i was just thinking where i would be okay with the cut out is like top but then like the sides the sides yeah because remember how i used to just um buy t-shirts and then cut the hugest sides out so that my whole side was showing oh i absolutely <laughs> did that too in 2009 that 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 could that, that absolutely be me yeah that was us um, so yeah, okay. Well, let's explore. Let's not. Yeah. Okay, let's not write off. Do you remember that that um, that top that I had that was um, it, it was my dad's from when he went to a Rolling Stones benefit gig for SARS. Yes. And um, <laughs> SARS team. Yes. I loved. I don't know where that, that top great. is, but yeah, you should find that. Bring yeah, it back. It's I, back. It's come back round apparently. Yeah. Well, um, maybe I'll get that back out again for 2022. And the one that I am most pleased about is just purple. Purple yeah. is the best. I love purple. Anything purple is going to be me in yeah. 2022. I agree with purple. I feel like purple's having, has, and is continuing to have like an extended moment. Mm. And it's quite nice for purple. Mm. I used to hate, like, probably like eight or so years ago, I hated lilac. Because we were still in the hangover from like lilac bedrooms yeah. from when we were like yeah, 10. Exactly. But now it's back and, and I'm, I'm pleased for it. I love yeah. lilac now. Love it, love it, love it. So yeah, yeah purple, good. Okay. We've okay. had a re- return to lilac. And then the one that I feel like I'm the most excited about for you and the one that I feel like is most applicable is mod prints. And what does mod print mean exactly? So it's like quite geometric. It's like a checkerboard. Right. It's like... Just so you know. <laughs> I have in the past like month bought four to five items, all of which are like checkerboard or like mod mm. print because it's very me. I yeah. cannot get enough of a checkerboard. Yeah. Love it. Love so it. I really think that 2022, I mean, you say that you didn't have a style, but I feel like your style is very like clear in my mind. Ooh. And I'm able to like link the 2022 
trends to who you are as you know an aesthetic and also colored handbags um are a thing and regency core is continuing so you know like the sort of like bodice tops with the big trousers that is apparently like a thing i feel like maybe that's a bit more like gen xy um not to like you know put an age on anything but i feel like it's just more popular with that group but the thing that i am most scared about which i saw on a tiktok which is struck fear into me which actually links back i wonder if it's the same thing as yeah go on okay i bet it will be the same thing so it links back to what we've talked about before on this podcast which was um on the rebecca lucy taylor episode of sentimental garbage where they were talking about the whole like indie aesthetic um from sort of 2005 to 2010 i would say and that is apparently coming back so you've got like the big sweepy hair you've got like the brown skirts the polar necks like yeah those like weaved belts the (laughs) tights all of that is like apparently coming back and i'm really scared that like i'm gonna be forced to wear some kind of owl medallion again and i just i can't (laughs) I can't, I can't do that again. I can't do that again. I feel like I've, I've only just come out of that and I've only just like... I think that we're lucky enough that we're in the age bracket where we won't have to do it again. Mm. Like we, 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 we are enough our own people that we can say, no, thank you very much. We did this. Enjoy yourselves. <laughs> this is their time. <laughs> yeah, I just like, I will say like, there's quite a lot of stuff we've been up for doing again, like the other stuff that we've spoken about. Maybe it's because it's not as far into the past as it needs to be. But also, I just think that objectively, like, it's just boring. Yeah. Like, it's a boring style. It's a boring aesthetic. It's not a good style. It doesn't look good. Like, I totally agree. Um, Yeah, hopefully we will not have to, you know, be, oh God, like, putting little rips in our tights and stuff. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah, the weaved belt. Oh my God, the yeah. weaved belt. No and the, like, the, the, like, sort of floralish blouse Mm. 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 no i know Mm. and especially with like top shop going under like how is this gonna happen (laughs) it's not gonna be it's not a sustainable model guys come on (laughs) look it look somewhere else look somewhere else i was i was listening to um i was listening to a podcast um the other day where it was it was oh it was um the comfort eating with grace dent mm-hmm. podcast shout out to friend leah green who is a serious producer of that thank you so much um and there was a comedian on there talking about um some hamsters that she had when she was younger and grace just sort of offhandedly like asked what then what their names were i can't remember what the other one's name was but the main one's name she said was miss selfridge <laughs> Oh yeah, it was Miss Selfridge and and Lady Marmalade. <laughs> and I thought, isn't that just the most That's of its time amazing. best names ever? And That's I was like, amazing. if I'm ever in a situation where a hamster is within my um, possession, it is absolutely getting called Miss Selfridge because how iconic. And she was like, yeah, the reason was because I just thought that was like the most like aspirational thing I could have like wow. thought of at the time as like a young girl. Miss Selfridge. That it would be Miss Selfridge. And so um, I've thought about that loads and it's given Amazing. me like a lot of nice feelings. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. <laughs> that's so good. Imagine just like bringing Miss Selfridge out for a little hug. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, Miss Selfridge. Yeah. Miss Selfridge, where are you? <laughs> Come get your treats. Oh my God, that's so good. I'm looking forward to 2022 now, fashion wise, because mm. I feel like I'm, I'm obviously going to be on trend. That's you, good for me. Effortlessly so. Oh, Olivia, and what, please. what, what I would say, what I would ask you is, so you, you made certain predictions and we've made certain predictions in the past mm. about the year, what we might expect, 
Um, do you have any predictions this time around? Like, is there anything that you would like to see happen or anything that you predict will happen? Just like put a little something out there into the universe. <laughs> I think that like previously in, in previous years, previously on years, um, <laughs> I have tried to sort of think of things like that and stuff and tried to be like, yeah, maybe this kind of thing will happen or whatever and stuff. And, you know, I, I similarly have, as you said earlier, have sort of read about the bits of people saying that the pandemic will probably come to a bit of a round out and stuff. And, but I kind of refuse to, I think I don't live in a way anymore where I, I don't look so far ahead because it hasn't done me many favours <laughs> recently. So I like to live a bit less far ahead. Prediction for next week? <laughs> You, me, the sesh. <laughs> that is good enough for me, Lucy. As long as we can get a couple of seshes in this year, exactly. That is like. What about what about you? Do you have any? Do you have anything? Or is is there anything that I mean? You know, people do obviously. People do New Year's resolutions. People do goal setting, etc. Do you have anything like that? I mean, I have a couple of those things. Well, but... can you can you absolutely believe mm. that it was almost three years ago to the day that I made my iconic New Year's resolution? Of going to Greg's Mall. Going Moore. to Greg's Mall. I, I think that that's an evergreen New Year's resolution. Yes. So I was in Scotland over New Year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were saying, you know, because it's just like when you don't know people, you just sort of like have you a chit chat. You talk about Greg's, don't you? You talk about Greg's. <laughs> and we know people were talking about New Year's resolutions, obviously, Ooh. you know, there for Hogney and when in Rome. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't really like, I try to make my New Year's resolutions things that I am like excited to do rather than like self-punishing activities. It has to be like that. It like, yeah, like just like make sure that you just like have a good time as much as you can and go to Greg's more. And they were like, that is a really good resolution. And there's a few people that have taken it on. Oh, good, so good. Spreading, um, spreading the, the Lord's word. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I just think you can't really go wrong with something like that, except for one person that I met at this um, gathering who was um, gluten-free. Ah, so there's, can you struggle. believe there is no gluten-free items in Greg's? Yeah, so you can get a pack of crisps. Well, it's probably just like dusted in bread i don't know but um no, it's terrible for a gf like yeah not not good not yeah good. i think that'll be like that's my prediction i think that will be possibly not this year but maybe in the next couple of years oh next five years definitely a game plan for greg's is to get some gf i mean they've done so well with the vegan stuff so like i think yeah, yeah i feel like gonna, it's gonna do i feel well. like it's it's their next stage definitely. heard it here first everybody heard it here first <laughs> they need to move into gluten-free options they need to nail the gluten-free donut because as you know mm. hannah our friend yeah. friend of the podcast is um gluten for a gluten-free for donut one, yeah. and it's incredibly elusive mm. you can never get one mm. they don't exist so greg's were putting this challenge crack the code and deliver a gluten-free donut in 2022 and we'll come back next year and see if it's been successful <laughs> we will have both been into greg's um, to do some uh, assessments yeah, a couple times um yeah so that is um our predicts our hopes our dreams any other bits that you want to achieve this year do this year um, I just want 2022, I think you said this earlier to me, uh, off, off mic, uh, on message, like, just want to, like, do the things that make you feel good and, like, make time for them and just, like, really, you know, put, put, put yourself and your experiences first, you know? Mm. I think that's what everyone should be doing. I think, like, we've had too long of not being able to do bits. I'm, I'm very much in a mind, mindset of, like, I'm going to do what I can while I can because who knows when I won't be able to do things again. So yes. that's how I feel about things. So I'm just full tilt doing whatever, whenever. Just, do you know what? Um, it's, do you know what 2022 might be? What? It might be the, the Joanna year. 
I know we've talked about Joanne on the podcast before. Yeah. Do what you want and fucking do it. Yeah. And that is usually reserved for Joanne. Well, not reserved for, but it, the, the... It was coined the, by the, Joanna. Yeah. And the day of remembrance for that is September 12th. Mm. But I, this should be the Joanna year. I think we should all be doing what we want and fucking doing it. Every day is... Exactly. As proclaimed by you yeah. on the, this, our first okay. podcast of 2022. Yeah. yeah. I think that is a great way to kind of round off our intentions for the year. And um, let's get into what we have been consuming, Lucy. So I think where we left off last year was um, a bit of analysis around and just like that. And there's been a couple more episodes since then. And I know that you have um, dipped into the world of and just like that. And, you know, as we said at the end of um, last year, we were disappointed um, in a lot of ways. And I think, you know, it does sort of continue along a similar trajectory, but I do feel analysis is important, especially, you know, from a queer perspective. So let us dive in a couple of episodes because now that you are fully um, up to date, I would love to get your thought feelings. Okay, so, um, yeah, so we've watched five episodes, I think, when we did the last podcast. Um, yeah, I will be completely honest, put my hands up and say that I have kind of skim-watched the, the last three um, it's a little bit boring to me um, in parts. Um, I want to know what sort of is going to happen, but I find the actual sort of dialogue and scenes that interesting. I find it weirdly like some of the like interstitial music is dead like what music would be used on like a Channel 5 Christmas movie. <laughs> but, like, like it's like do, do, do. very sort of like, oh, there's a caper. What's oh, do, do. Like what's going on, and that's to me that's budget. It's not premium. Well, I think that and all I find fi- that very odd. That all fits in, I believe. So, um, whenever I have like listened to other podcasts or consumed other sort of adjacent Sex in the City media, yeah. Um, one of the things that comes up all the time is Sarah Jessica Parker's love for slapstick. So, yes. So she is heavily inspired by British comedy. Oh, my God. And, you know, Jennifer Saunders, French and Short Saunders, Joanna Lumley, Abfab. Oh, my God. um, The sort of, like, 80s, 90s slapstick comedy where we saw we taking up that mantle in that specific area of comedy. And um, she has always, I think thought's the wrong word, but um, always pushed for... That, that type of comedy to be which I don't think I don't think people think of front of mind when they think of Sex and City but actually if you go think about you know how Carrie's character performs in the lighter more comedic um, parts of the show there is a lot of falling there is a lot of like, them spilling out of bags um, her in embarrassing situations where she has to go and hide round corners a lot of like physical comedy yeah. and so you know we think of it as being you know very much sex and relationships and um it is or it used to be but this sort of slapstickness is very much part of the show so i'm not surprised that through the music that like hacky plinky plonky music yes. that is a bit more akin to type of um of comedy or entertainment should come through yeah um and because we've had the two movies yeah and the two movies were absolutely not that they were very you know well they were they were were a joke but of of a different of a different kind and they were they were bad but they were about themselves into like the sort of silver screen and so you didn't really get that on the same sort of small screen scale Mm. that she tries to sort of 
explore with this whole slapstickness. Yeah, interesting. So that would be my point that I would make on that. No, no, no. That context is 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 amazing. I didn't know that at all, and that makes perfect sense. And obviously, she is now more heavily involved than she was previously. So yeah. So it makes complete sense that that's why it's got taken this sort of turn. Because yeah, like previous stuff, there was sort of like a lot of physical comedy and stuff like that, but it wouldn't have the like. The muse, I don't know. It just, it just like I was watching it earlier today, and I was like, oh no, it just, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with it. But um, sort of been skimming them. But I did hear that there was, well, and Twitter was going mad for it. That there was something very specific which happened in episode five, which I knew I had to get to, and was very excited for, and was something that we did predict. And what we had predicted was that there was going to be a hookup between, uh, she- I'm asking you again. Is it Che? Che, yeah. Between Che and Miranda, right? Yeah. Che and Miranda in the kitchen with a candlestick. <laughs> and the tequila. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Miranda's sort of having this moment. She's having like a realization. Um, she's having a second wind of life where she's realized that actually she's not very happy in her own life. She wants change. She wants new bits. And yeah. Well, I think at this point, it's, mm. it's like she hadn't vocalized that, but she was like acting out. Yes, Because exactly. she was like not enjoying yes. parts of her life with like drinking and various sort of like bits. Yeah. So she's sort of going on this little self-discovery kind of thing. And yeah. part of this is her sexuality, I suppose. Um, and she, uh, they go to a stand-up gig of Chase, which in itself is <laughs> something to talk about. <laughs> oh. Just wasn't there stand up called like Tickbox or something? something Tickbox, yeah. <laughs> checkbox, 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 checkbox. And it was just very, again, just very. I think my main thing with this is that it's so on the nose, yeah. And that that is, in my opinion, cringe as anything, yeah, and, and not subtle and and not entertaining to me. Yeah, I find myself concussed on the floor, <laughs> coming around from being hit over the head by how on the nose it. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But then I think like a we, you know, a we the 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 primary audience that this is going to possibly not. Well, maybe not, but actually but I don't know. I feel like we are one of the audiences. Yeah, I think we're like the slightly younger end of the yeah. main audience. Yeah. Because I watched this in real time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not as though like I came to it retrospectively. I don't think I started it from, you know, I think I think the first episode was in like 1998 or something Something so obviously like i didn't start it then but i definitely watched the later series in real time with my mom yeah so yeah no it's interesting i just think that um there's this there's this uh trend for um shows that are reboots or even just new shows that are just so keen to show they've done the work Mm. and that like that's not yeah the work does need doing and, and so I don't really have an answer to this. It's like what we said last time. Like there's, there's, I, I just think that you find striking the balance of that is really difficult. And I think a lot of shows are struggling with that. And yeah. I, and I find this, this version of it uh, completely unpalatable, like unpalatable. So I was, I was talking about this very thing with other friend of the podcast, Carrie Lyle, mm. um, over New Year. Shout out to Carrie. And if you haven't listened to their episode, please go back and, uh, listen to that it's a very good one and I don't want to um directly quote them because I can't remember exactly what they said but I remember what I said which was um basically along the we were having a discussion about this and it was basically along the lines of like well you know obviously there is this appetite to kind of right past wrongs and obviously that is you know a good motivation and a good thing to a, 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 a good thing to do in theory yeah but then in practice when a whole show is predicated on the very the the very core of you know white privileged women who are 
not only clueless yeah. to other cultures, identities, sexualities, but actively you know are against them in a, in a lot of ways or incredibly ignorant towards them or portray you know harmful um harmful attitudes yeah um as we've seen in a lot of the main series obviously there has to be space for the fact that that was at a certain time and things have moved on and people have you know been more educated in that time but there's no getting away from the fact that this show intentionally depicts this specific subset this specific this very very specific type of person in a very specific part of manhattan living a very very specific life so you know how is this how is this gonna work Mm. how is this gonna work in a way that feels genuine that feels meaningful i'm not sure if it ever will and if it ever can i think that it can like do better and i think there are ways that that it can do that but then does it then just become a different show and does it become so sort of pulled apart that it loses what it was about in the first place, which is about these women who are so privileged and often pretty clueless to other people's, you know, struggles or ways of life or identities or sexualities. Like, does it become something else entirely? And is the best thing knowing that just to make something new? to do something new well exactly yeah i think that is the conclusion that uh i um i'm coming to with a lot of like things that are trying to use existing ip like you know that that is like how media exists now it's all just origin stories reboots blah 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 blah. and you know what you know how i feel about origin stories yeah (laughs) like and i just think that uh there's this because if you have a show like sex and sea like you say that is so very specific about like privileged people etc you're if you're gonna try and redo it now you're gonna have to try and like make it different because it it shouldn't necessarily the 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 zeitgeist is you cannot make it exist in the same way that it did yeah so but then what they're trying to do is like they just do it they just it's just this this thing of like oh look 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 we've done it we've done it we've done it look 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 we're doing it we're doing it we're doing it and like I just don't know, but, I, but but also I think you have to do it, so it's very difficult. And like it, it becomes, so there's that bit where in in Che's like um, stand up where uh, they talk about um, how even if there's like a non-binary character in something, there's only one and they're sad yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then, but then what they've done in this is there's, oh no, there's another one or there, there's there's like some other trans characters because like uh, Charlotte's child is um, like coming out as uh uh, trans non-binary um, and so it's like oh look there's another we've do- we didn't do that bit we didn't do the yeah. thing that everyone else does we yeah. put another one in yeah. and, and I and I, I like it's kind of hard because you want to be like of course we want to see it all and we always say we want to see it all and, and, then, and when I, we see it. then when we see it we don't like it and, yeah. and, I, and I don't and I don't know what that is and I feel really weird about that like I feel very odd about that but maybe it's I don't I don't know and uh, yeah, go go on, go on. Well, what I, w- I totally agree with everything that you've said. And part of me as well wants to talk about the fact... So what, what I think people are forgetting is part of the like... This is, in my opinion, part of the likability of Sex and the City was because it didn't purport to have perfect characters. It purported to have, like I said before, these incredibly, you know, privileged elitist white women Mm. living in Manhattan and you know living a certain kind of life and portraying that 
yes in its glamour but also in a lot of ways in its ugliness yeah and you know the way that we you know people always love to talk about how oh i don't like carrie carries horrible carries this carries that but that's that's the reason why it works Mm. that's the reason why it was such a success because she was a nuanced flawed character as were all all four of the main women in the in the series and i think that now we are forgetting that these were in a lot of ways as much as we liked them we we didn't like them yeah and so to then plant them in the future where we're trying to sort of make them perfect doesn't work because that's not who these women have ever been and they'll never be that and it's almost like so what's what's very front of mind for me at the moment is watching succession because i'm watching the Mm -hmm. last couple of episodes of series three it's almost like to me if um succession which is you know obviously built on this world of megalomaniac billionaires who you know is this sort of horrible underbelly of you know what it means to be the super rich and we have access to all this power and influence and how people sort of like wield that for evil it's almost like if um they were to say 20 years 25 years on from today oh we're going to reboot succession and actually it's about this ethical business Mm. um, with all of these characters who are creating (laughs) sustainable products and non-biased news. And it's like, hang on, no. The only reason that Succession works is because it's, it's built on this sort of ugliness. Yes. And, you know, I don't think Sex and City is built on ugliness. No. But I think that it's, it's to then sort of, go back and try and change history and change the natural trajectory that these characters would have taken is that that's that's why it's unsettling to watch because yeah, it doesn't yeah, make yeah. sense it's, make it make it's, sense it's completely unnatural like yeah. so you have at the end of so you've got um the three gals have gone to see this stand-up of chase and like at the end they're like wow oh my god wow isn't that amazing oh my god and it's like you would actually probably be watching that as your characters going like Oof, feeling a bit off about like things that are being said it probably yeah but, but i would say like the succession thing is, is is an interesting like um you know like parallel um i would say that a show like succession and the different i would say the difference between a show like succession and a show like sex and the city so succession is um self-aware so it it knows it's doing it is it's supposed to be about and it's mocking that and it's and it's so self-referential it's so so satirical yeah which is like why it's so fucking great yeah um sex and city when it was made was never really aware of that it was just making it's that show about yeah i think it was aware of it in in part in part but not not in that same way so that's why like doing the thing is so unnatural now like and feels so odd i I don't know it just it just doesn't sit right and i just think that like just you just shouldn't have done it like we don't we didn't need it It, it's not necessary make a new show about three different new women in in new york if you want and like make it it can still be sex and city-esque but it's about new people it's like and then yeah. you have make it about characters. make it about Brady and his girlfriend and all of their yeah, mates. Exactly, <laughs> I yeah. love those two I characters. Love those two. Yeah, they're great. They're great. And like you know, there is there are some good elements and stuff. And like you know, it's kind of nice to be in the world, I guess. But I I, I, I can't really stand it to be honest anymore. And I can't. Um, but um, you know, the the kitchen scene was you know. Uh, it was iconic. It was iconic. It was An iconic, iconic queer scene for sure. For yeah. sure. We have no choice but to stand <laughs> that scene. Just that scene. Um, and nothing but that scene. And what did you think about um, the way the way that that scene unfolded? Going back to that whole slapstick thing again, um, against the backdrop of Carrie 
peeing into a diet Snapple bottle and then um, spilling it all over the bed. Yes, so um, Carrie sees them uh, doing the bits in the kitchen and therefore is like, can't get their attention and so has to, and can't get to the bathroom because she's had this hip, hip replacement thing or whatever, or yeah. hip operation. Yeah. <laughs> so has to piss in a bottle, but then spills on the bed. Um, yeah, in a sense, I was a bit like, because mm, it kind of detracted from it. It kind of makes it like, oh, you've, done a thing which is you exploring your sexuality finally and you're kind of like living your life um but actually you've been selfish in doing that and that's like a bit of like a a bit of a knock to it in a sense and I don't agree with that I don't agree with that but what I will say is I felt like the scene that followed did really address that really well and actually that scene that followed where Miranda does break down and says like no I'm not happy all these things it's not enough like it was actually really well written that I, that little speech of hers I was like oh it actually and, struck me yes, I actually went oh I went oh god the way that so Carrie has all this righteous indignation yeah. and that's a real you know and we as, as we've seen this real sort of unlikable streak in so Carrie, Carrie that, that. that she is so self-absorbed and is full of this righteous indignation um you know when she is not you know the center of everybody's world and then it's like when um, when Miranda, like you say, breaks it down and breaks down and is like, oh, I'm really unhappy. She kind of softens immediately. And I think we yes. haven't seen, um, we haven't seen for a while this, the conflict between those two characters because there is, they're sort of the best friends really. Yes. And there is typically like quite a bit of conflict with them yeah. off and on. Because the arguments that Carrie has with Charlotte are usually a bit silly and resolved over, you know, like an episode. And, you know, there'll be like little sort of annoyances between like her and Samantha, but like nothing that major. It's usually like the sort of gut punchy stuff that more serious stuff goes on with Miranda and Carrie because totally. with their friendship, there's a bit more to lose. Yeah. You sort of get the sense. They're a bit more like soulmate yeah. yeah. So if they have a problem, it sort of like cuts to the mm-hmm. core a bit more. So yeah, you sort of get this feeling that, you know, there's been that separation between these two characters where Miranda has been going through something very sort of separately and privately and it's kind of blowing Carrie's mind a bit and it kind of takes her out of this selfish state and back into the room of being like, you know, actually this friendship is based on reciprocity Mm. and it's not just all about me and my problems. And understandably, she's been, you know, in a space off of like losing a husband, having, you know, these like health problems and stuff. So... I think in that sense, you sort of see the reality um, being kind of portrayed a lot more sort of realistically between women in their mid-50s, albeit very sort of rich, white, privileged women. But, you know, it is more realistic and it is more sort of like indicative of how those conversations might go. Like these are the things that, you know, people at that age and time of life and position would reasonably face. So I felt like the way that that scene was handled after quite a bit of silliness really sort of rooted it back into the core of those characters in a way that I thought was actually quite good. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, And uh, yeah, that that bit felt very real to Sex and City and felt very real in general. And I actually was like, from that hilarious kitchen scene, which was iconic, to that scene, I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, and it actually did touch me. I was like, oh. So yeah, what do you think is going to happen then with Miranda? Do you think, is she going to leave Steve? Is she going to like, what's going to happen? So I will say- I love Steve. Also, I love Steve too. And also, Elliot, I love to talk about game how I don't like this show, but I have so many feelings. <laughs> so at the end, I'm not going to lie to you, 
when it skips, I don't know if you saw this bit, but it skips forward three months. Yes, and she's and got her heels back she's on She's got again. her heels back on, she's got the sparkly yes. dress on. I got chills. Did you? When she was Multipli- back in- Are they multiplying? They were multiplying. <laughs> she's back in her heels. Her hair has never looked better. And hair she good, yeah. is ready to head out on the town being single carrier, which as we know is the best carry that there is. To be honest, I am slightly intrigued to know like what does happen. So Mick, watch this space it got me excited because i was like oh are we gonna get back into those sort of like vintage episodes yeah, where she gets years. out there she's dating, dating she's you know being mm. being carrie in the way mm-hmm. that, that we've known her to be um without the kind of looming figure of big in the background which to be honest sort of bummed me out than it did anything else in the main series it'd be like he'd just be like mean and then they go back and everything yeah, oh, yeah. so I was I felt excited for what's to come for yeah. Carrie's character um in the in the final moments of that episode and my prediction in terms of Miranda is that um so what was doing the rounds kind of on socials was that um oh you know it was like text me if you want to chill no, again yeah I was about to say it I, I wrote it down because it made me laugh so much yeah it was DM me if you want to chill again soon. That was it. DM me. <laughs> so quick. They're not even like, they're not swapping numbers in, in this world. Love that. Um, yeah, I loved that loads. And so I think that sets the tone for like, you know, that Che is probably non-monogamous, yeah, might have like multiple partners. There'll be a might, casualness to this. Yeah, there will certainly be a, casual, a casualness to this. And I think that Miranda will be swimming in a lot of feelings and possibly just wanting to sort of lurch from one thing that she knows um, in a sort of more traditional setup to this. Right. And I think she's going to have a bit of a rude awakening sure. and actually like, that's not how this works. And that, you know, that Che operates on their own timelines and their own sort of frequencies. Yes. And I think Miranda will have to get her head around that and also realise that, you know, it's not necessarily the first person that you clap eyes on and have, you know, this experience with, but actually it's more what it represents. Sure. And I am hoping, um, especially for Che's benefit and for what we were talking about earlier and in the last episode about, you know, bringing new characters in, but not using them as mere sort of reflections for the main character. I think what will be better is if they don't pursue a relationship with each other romantically or even sexually again, and actually they just become friends and allies like within a sort of queer community. Support, 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 queer support. Yeah, and, and, and what this relationship does is rather than just becoming another romantic entanglement for Miranda, it's the start of her, you know, really bedding herself in to the world of, you know, queer friendships and queer family and connections. And I think actually that would be more meaningful. And then we see Che as a sort of more rounded person and as an individual rather than just as the romantic point of interest for Miranda. Yeah, that would be great. that is what I would like to see. That is what we hope to see. And yeah, fingers crossed that that is what happens. Um, So yeah, watch the space. We will be talking about the whole series as it goes through, I'm sure. And I'll, I might not watch it, but I'll skim it for you (laughs) because that's, that's how good a podcast girlfriend I am. Thank you. Um, Okay. So uh, yeah, let's, let's uh, move on. So we've talked about the sound design in Sex and the City (laughs) and there were certain elements of that that, uh, that you didn't quite like, but have there been any other um, lyrical or musical performances that you have been liking a little bit more, Lucy? Because it's time for your first ever track of the week in 2022. What will it be? 
Right, so great. Um, I've been listening to loads of like new music over the past like few weeks and stuff. It's been like loads of fun. Um, and just feel like I'm in. I, you know, I go through these stages where I just suddenly know, like, just explore loads and like learn loads of new bands, and you like to laugh at the names of them. Mm. So, and actually, I did mention this band at um <laughs> when I came to your Christmas soirée, and you were like, oh god, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's very yeah, funny yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the song that um I am choosing for my first track of the week of 2022 is a song called Detective Lieutenant by a band called Drug church now <laughs> she's burying her face in her jumper because she cannot bear it she cannot bear it <laughs> i feel like <laughs> it it reminds me so much of i don't know if you've ever seen this but um a couple of years ago jimmy kimmel made like a social video right where um he well they took their like social team to coachella okay and they made up names of bands and they asked right. like the kids at Coachella like oh like are you, are you excited, excited to see, see like Blood Duck and they're like oh yeah the music's yeah. sick and all of the names just remind me of all of the made up names from that yeah I do understand <laughs> that that is what what is happening and but, I do know that it's very funny to you and it's yeah. funny to me too yeah I mean Blood Duck is probably a band I'll yeah probably after. probably yeah um yeah second second EP amazing <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh yeah no <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Drug Church. <laughs> they're like a post-hardcore band. So they're like, and this song and their sort of vibe is like just the right amount of like angry for me. Like, I don't like, like, I'm not, I'm getting into like harder stuff, but I'm not that much into like super hard stuff. Um, but this is like just the right amount of like pissed off. Um, and this song is really great. Good, like, um, uh, message for like starting 2022 um like with the main chorus being like um uh i won't throw away i won't i won't throw away what i love i'm not part of that cover-up like just big like shouty like chorus very good um and i like it as like a song makes me feel uh you know like geared Empowered. up ready to do bits and yeah full of uh the power of 2022 which is do what you want and fucking do it so that is why it is my first song of 2022 very strong um, start very strong thank start. you so much thank you so much and <laughs> what is your first well track? mine is because as i mentioned earlier on in the podcast i have been in a succession state i promised that i would make it my business to go back to it over christmas and go back to it i have so um for that reason and that reason only it is the succession theme tune oh because that is what i hear when i go to sleep that is what I hear throughout the day. That's what I hear when I wake up. It is firmly wedged. You don't need to hear anything else ever. It's so good. It's It's so so good. good. And what's amazing about it is that the succession um, title sequence is long, like for for telly. Yeah. Um, but you don't care. No. Every time it's like you're just in it. And so it's not good. like on Netflix where you skip it because no, on now it's exactly. it's just always there. Um. But yeah, I don't I don't mind it. And the whole way that they that they do the opening sequence to um Succession is very good. And it reminds me of the opening sequence to The Undoing. If you remember that. Oh, I'm not, I didn't watch The Undoing. Oh, you didn't watch that. Okay. Well, it's worth watching just for the coats. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. Nicole Kidman has a great array of coats in The Undoing, but um it's nowhere it's not succession but yes i am fully enmeshed entrenched and enriched by the experience of watching succession as i as i knew i would be i just needed to be in the space i'm so pleased that you've come back to it and you are there now because like i was worried like i I wasn't worried (laughs) i wasn't worried i wasn't worried worried is the wrong word but you know you had your concerns i had your concerns you know i was you know you know sometimes in a relationship if somebody really doesn't like something that you really love it's difficult you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. i was worried about that for yeah. us but, um, yeah. but here we are so we're fine we're fine we're strong stronger than ever stronger i'd, than I'd ever. say so and <laughs> i have um i think oh, maybe three episodes Ooh. left and they are 
caucus my god this yeah. end this end the end of the season's amazing 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 stuff yeah poised to watch ken fest as i ah. as i just told you off mic so um yeah enough about succession if you haven't watched it then give it a go but um yeah the 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 theme tune opening credits in and of themselves are a work of art. So that is my track of the week this week. Great choice. Great choices there to begin our 2022. Um, and whilst, you know, we, I mean, it's been really nice to be back. Here we are, 2022. We're ready to get the ball rolling on Queer Longing again and bring you episodes semi-regularly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to promise anything. As I've said many times, we will not promise anything ever again. Um, but yeah, we, we, I think it's a good, strong start and we hope to be uh in your ears as much as possible this mm. year um so uh if you want to tell us anything about what you're living and longing for in 2022 any predictions you have for the year please do get in contact you can find us on instagram at queer longing and on twitter at queer longing as well um or if you want to do a little uh, email why not we're queer longing at gmail.com also if you are somebody that might be able to recommend a guest to us or if you yourself are someone that thinks should be coming on the show to talk to us then um, please get in touch with us in all of the ways that lucy has just said we are poised and ready to receive guests for this season of queer longing so please do reach out we would absolutely love to hear from you yeah and uh, as i said at the top of the show olivia is a hostess with most us so you couldn't be you couldn't be more of a a a a, a, a... <laughs> you couldn't be more you couldn't be more of a lucky guest than to uh, hang out with uh, Olivia and also me. I guess I'll be there as well. Um, but whilst we plan and look forward and set our intentions high, high in the sky for 2022, we will be loving you, leaving you and longing for you until next time. Bye. Bye. podcast where we discuss and explore everything that we're living for and longing for in our queer community wrong way, wrong way around. <laughs> it's a new year olivia can do what we want <laughs> let's try that again